Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Alex, and I'm the host of Late Night Coffee Podcast. This is a podcast about an extremely biased and deeply philosophical view on music, hip-hop, and everything pop culture related. If Trump has Twitter beefs, nothing's safe from being labeled as pop culture. And also a huge, huge shout-out and thank you to Chris Dubs from Eastern Border Podcast. He really didn't have to do this. He's much more successful than I am. Yet he did it, maybe maybe because we share the same country of origin and location, which is Latvia. By the way, the podcast is available on all platforms, obviously. Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, so on and so forth. And N-I-T-E is how you spell night, not the regular one. Thank you and goodbye. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. I've put on my thick Russian accent, and I'm on this... Uh, oh, God, it's a Blue Yeti. <laughs> I used to run a Blue Yeti. I'm here with uh, Kieran from previously in Europe. It's nice to see him in the Imperial Capital. Me representing the Eastern European power. And he's being from the more civilized parts of the world, I, I suppose. That is not true. Ireland used to be called the Moldova of Western Europe. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one goes to Moldova. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of Latvians have gone to Ireland, though. I, I have... that, that's a very recent development that we don't know what to do with. <laughs> The Latvians going to Ireland phenomenon is just kind of crazy because it's because of, again, European Union. But the trick is, like, my university professors went to Ireland to pick mushrooms and strawberries because at one point in Latvia, your university professors got like 600 euros in their salaries. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of comparisons have been made between the fact that how we Latvians and Eastern Europeans in general move to UK and Ireland right mm. now, similar to the way how the Irish moved to the United States at some point. Yeah. That's kind of weird, do you think? How do you feel being the superior peoples right now? Uh, well, Ireland has a very different attitude towards the, U- the UK, towards immigration from Eastern Europe. Because the UK was like, Brexit happened because the general thought in the UK was the Polish people are making the economy sad. That was the ideology behind that to a certain extent. And it was kind of crazy. But in Ireland, it was just like, 
when Polish people, people from Baltic nations were like coming to our country, we were like, that's a shot in the arm for the gene pool. We will happily take that. Thank you very much. <laughs> About the Polish stuff, though, uh, we're in Berlin now, by the way. We're in the <clears throat> imperial capital. <laughs> Glorious second Rome. It's not Brussels. That was a red herring. It's all here. It's in Berlin. Everything's yeah. Berlin. Berlin's awesome. But the trick is that in Latvia, in certain stores, we have these export products. Because in mm. Eastern Europe, you can like buy the same stuff as here. Like, you know, Tide and Fairy and anything made with Procter & Gamble. Yeah, everything yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. But it's all made in Poland and it is of lesser quality. Mm. So in specialized, super fancy stores, you can like buy the same product just made for the German market yeah, for yeah, extra yeah. price. And I just was wondering... You know, was it the same when you were a part of the most glorious and everlasting British Empire my son never said on her? I don't know, like, there is... Also, screw you, black and tans. <laughs> there is, like, in, in the UK, there is an Irish section in the supermarket, which is where you just get, like, better... Potatoes? Better... <laughs> Close, better crisps. Oh yeah, also, 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 listening to the show, uh, we, uh, you know, come to the agreement a long time ago, Latvians and Irish, that we're only allowed to make potato jokes. Yeah, you're, you're, right. not, you're, you're not. <laughs> you guys are not. Because Latvian potato jokes, by the way, come, and you'll find it really funny. In 2009, a yeah. British guy moved to Latvia, who worked for a company there for a while, and he just couldn't understand our culture, like, at all. Mm. So he started all this, like, cold, dark potato meme. And the internet. It was like a fucking British guy who started this because he hated Latvians. And you know what we did? We embraced it. <laughs> I mean, that, that sounds about right. Because it is, it was like, when British people like make potato jokes, sorry, she was like, you know, our association with that is because a lot of us died. <laughs> because there wasn't enough potatoes. And, and, and for Latvia, it's like, yeah, you know, because potatoes was the only thing we could afford. Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. Well, there's like, a rich western fox. You get that with, you get that with British people, it's just like, oh, the potato crop failed. Why didn't you eat anything else? It's like, yes, if only we had thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> Foolish us, we'll take it all back now. <laughs> if only uh, the British hadn't controlled all the other exports from the yeah, nation yeah, yeah, yeah. and sent off all the wheat. Or shot you if you try to fish. Oh, yeah, yeah, and like, uh, basically, just like, hold the more, I mean... Technically, Ukraine grew all the wheat during yeah, the war, yeah, pretty much. but uh, not like it mattered because uh, nice men from the KGB come to your house and shoots you if you don't give them all your wheat. <laughs> I thought but, you were like literally talking about Stalin. and I was like, so, he was personally going around to it. I like, I have to visit every house. <laughs> Some Ukrainians have to die and it's going to be me. No, you, you pick lots. You pick lots <laughs> of Yorks or something other. Now, what I'm really here to talk about, and I'm sorry for this shitty episode, it's just that uh, I'm in Berlin now, I got my head smacked in, and a lot of bad things happened, but I met Kieran. Hi. Also, thank you, Peter. Peter is awesome. That's the guy who is a German-American who now lives in Amsterdam, who, when visiting me, told me about your show. Ah, yes, I know Peter. He's a good fan of the show as well. He's very active. Yes, thank you, Peter. You delightful, delightful soul. He had a Eurovision thread in our Facebook group. It was good. Lavia this year sucked at Eurovision as usual. Fair enough. It's not about the quality of the music. That's not what Eurovision is about. It's about getting drunk. And your comprehension of what good music is changes. And out of the 26 songs, you pick your favorite. 
and then get very angry when no one else likes it. Well, I didn't pick my favorite song because I never even looked at a national thing. The only time I've also in Eurovision was 2007. Because mm. Lordy rocked. Yeah. Uh, you might not you might not see gentlemen but I'm sitting here in my old trashy fucking metal show shirt I would love if it was actually a Lordy shirt unfortunately it isn't uh, unfortunately it isn't <laughs> but I think Lordy wasn't the first I have to check in the back though mm. but uh, yeah every metalhead in northern eastern Europe voted for Lordy yeah, 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 yeah. what I'm going to talk about here is that uh, European elections are coming on mm. Euro Parliament the we, we love Euro Parliament. The, the guys who technically do something. Kind of. Um, in Latvia, we have like eight places. Like, Latvia gets eight deputies there. That is more than the minimum, which is six. Which is six. We get eight. Yeah. The problem is that um, in Latvia, due to how things work, you have to get 6.3% of the vote to get one and 15% to get two. Looks like that six parties are getting one. And then everyone else is just struggling. There is no way how a party in Latvia is going to get two guys mm. in. So now, uh, all the challenge is that we for sure know that six of the parties are getting one person in. Yeah. And the voting goes so that uh, everyone's agitating for more people to vote. So that Tatiana Zdanoka, mm. who is our super pro-Russian person, okay. who leads the mm, Latvian-Russian Union, ah, yes. funded by Putin, Yeah. Literally, okay. in her tax returns, so that she doesn't get in, because she's about on 5.9% popularity right now. Really? No one can get two people in, and like there are a couple of parties struggling for those like rest of the 1% stuff, because mm. we're just not unified. The problem is, our mayor of Riga, who uh, was mayor of Riga until recently, until he got fired by our minister of interior, which I don't think is legal, but it kind of is because, you know, he had this chance to fight that in court, but he didn't. Mm. I don't know how that goes. I think it was political because he's done a lot of good things too, but he's kind of, you know, tangled into this corrupt system as well. He's a complicated person to say the least. I right. mean, I didn't vote for him personally, but he's done a lot of good things too. He's, he's kind of like Poroshenko, but in a different way. He's way better than Tatiana Zdanak, whatever. Yeah. But if he doesn't get elected to Europarliament, then my government will definitely prosecute him. Mm. The problem is that when he was running for, like, parliamentary elections, they just used him as a frontrunner, even though he wasn't a candidate at all. And now, now when the Europarliament elections are coming on, I don't even see ads for him at all. In Latvia, it seems like in these smaller countries, we use Europarliament as a way of exiling people, you know? <laughs> Either they, either they themselves want to go out there, like get better salaries, because Euro Parliament deputies get paid way more than RMPs, mm. or uh, like I, I don't know what they want to do, because I, I, how it's like in Ireland, dude. So like Ireland system is really pretty good because Ireland, Ireland has the goddamn best voting system in the world. That is the only good thing about our country, is we have single transferable vote. Which is a beautiful voting <gasps> system. You can you can like you can like pick your second choice as well. We can we can rank our candidates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I I sincerely applaud that. <laughs> That's not a joke. That is what I want in Latvia. In fairness, it's changing an electoral system can only really fix so much. But I do think single transferable vote is the best way because it stops tactical voting. It stops spoiler votes. 
Tactical voting, by the way, is super huge in Eastern Europe. Yeah. In general, it's just like the best thing. A lot of parties just who have like no chance of like winning anything. Yeah. Then on the vote is like just go and vote for anyone unless you know it's pro Putin parties, and they might or might not be pro Putin parties, mm. but they'll portray certain parties as pro Putin parties. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think my favorite thing about STV single transferable vote is it stops you from well it's a very very saddening thing when it happens in elections is there's a party you actually want to vote for but you think they have no chance of getting in so you don't vote for them um, which is pretty common for like new or smaller parties and single transferable vote stops that from happening because you just go in there your first choice is that party or a candidate from that party and then second or third choice can be one of the bigger parties that might have more of a chance. Um, so yeah, we do that in the European elections as well. Results are never quite surprising. We have some good MEPs, but I think, yeah, across the entire continent of Europe, a lot of MEPs are either like, either you're training politician position or it's where the like politicians go out to like retire and like go out to pasture. This is it for the rest of your life, and soon death will embrace you. It's it's fine. <laughs> this is the last like because you have like Guy Verhofstadt, Guy Verhofstadt, who's like an MEP, but he's like the former prime minister of Belgium. He's a big deal. Oh. Yeah, but then you also have people who are like, we like you, but we're not going to put you on national politics because you're insane. We're kind of like the same way. If you think about how European Parliament works, in a way, mm. we have these like. So every country has their own like bunch of parties, and they form these party coalitions like ALDA and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the problem is that American parties are into those coalitions as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh... so the dumbest part is that we have this Harmony party, which have come into serious accusations of working with Putin, mm. which might or might not be true. I'm not judging here. But they have come into this thing and they are in the same super party coalition as the Democratic Party of the United States. Which one are they in? The Social Democrats. No, the, the Democrats switched recently. They're with Aldo now. Oh. Yeah. But like, they both US parties moved to the right. Okay, that's that's all. I, I checked this like a, a while ago. But, yeah. Uh, so, like, the Republican are no longer with the EPP, they're with oh, the yeah. ECR. Wow! Because yeah. most of my country's parties are with EPP. Like, yeah. They with the EPP. Okay, then again, uh, we should probably explain what ALDA is and what EPP is. That's yeah. Um, oof. This is, like, the eighth time I've done this in the last two weeks for various different podcasts. And it sucks all the time. Every <laughs> Imagine this. You have, like, a kindergarten of people. You yeah. have, like, a kindergarten, okay? And they hate each other. And they have all, they're all like ideas and they want to pull their blanket at each way. And then they're like, we can sort of see where you're going, but only in this kind of way with these reservations. Yeah. So we're sort of cooperating with you, but in a very sort of kind of way, unless you do certain things and then, then magic will happen. <laughs> but we're, it's like, no, seriously, we are struggling together. Yeah. No. So some... Some are, like, more unified, and others are more, like, really weird and kind of don't... A good example is ALDA, where uh, you, have, you have the Lib Dems in the UK, and the Lib Dems in the UK are hoping that no one in the, else in the UK kind of notices that the FTP in Germany is, like, super racist. They're, like, really against immigration, all that kind of stuff, when Lib Dems are very actually for it. And that's like a big issue for a lot of Lib Dem voters. 
So they're just kind of hoping you don't notice the German version of the Lib Dems are like against everything you believe. But they're kind of both centrist parties. So they work together. Our far right is in them as well. Our far, no, our far right is in the EPP. Yeah, okay, yeah. There's a lot of that as well. But like, even though our far right, which are like National Union, they're also super green. They uh, have given massive welfare boosts. Yeah. And they do like a lot of social welfare stuff. The Jesus, fa- if, if your parliament would be as simple as your Congress, Americans. The Finnish far right party is like really into the welfare state. But only for Finnish people. It's like that's their thing. It's like, but only for Finnish people. It's the same with France, you know. Yeah, like, even, yeah. even Macron, because like you know, everyone looks at France, at least in America. And my most most listeners are from America, so I'm gonna. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna yell at you, suppose. Um, <clears throat> most of this is like they are for welfare, but for certain groups of people. Yeah. And in France, there is no such thing as French hyphenated something. None. Yeah, none. You can be an Irish American or Latvian American, but you can't be an Irish French person. No. Yeah. You're just French. The yeah. French work on that, so you should be just French. They get a little bit like weird with that though as well because they're like Because French Guyana, which is technically European Union borders Brazil. Yeah. Because French Guyana is a oh, state, yeah. not an overseas territory. Uh, I mean, that that was that was probably the better part because that was like France's answer to like the UN deciding colonies were bad and France was just like okay all the colonies are now a part of our country rather than the UK just like renaming all their colonies different things they're like this is a crown dependency now it's totally different it's not a colony I swear to God oh yeah man. I'm more I'm more talking about the fact that like you have Brittany in France the like northern and they're trying to bring back Breton, the like Celtic language that was once spoken there, which the French state very rationally thinks is going to destroy France <laughs> if that language comes back. If that language comes back, France will crumble. And they recently had a court case where like someone was like basically banned from naming their kid a Breton name. What? Yeah, because it contained an accent mark that isn't found in regular French. So they're like, this name's illegal. <laughs> Yeah, France and their, like, unifying version of everything is I, French, always. I have, is. I have no comments on this. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, confused. I mean, one thing, though, is, like, which also concerns me, because uh, you might not think so, listeners, but due to how EU works and due to how Schengen Zone operates, there's a ton of Latvians and Eastern Europeans in Ireland. Yeah. I, I, think, I think we might actually be your biggest minority at this point. I think it's I think it's still the Polish, but I think you're. If you count all Eastern Europeans in one bunch, yes. post Soviets, then definitely. I know that in Limerick, at least, mm. they have my guys who've moved there have managed to have some like street signs also be posted in Latvian. That's yeah, 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 and that's which is, which is like I don't even know how you're going to allow that, but it happened. Oh, we don't care. Like it's fine. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're Irish, man. It's like then again, you're Irish or Latvians. It was like, do you care now? We don't care either. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's, it's language. Can I still order chips at the chip shop? It's fine. <laughs> um, Cr- crisps for civilized nation. No, the other way around. I mean French fries. Oh. Uh, yeah. The chippy, the fish and chips place in Ireland is very important. Or Chinese takeaway. Those are the two. Well, we don't have any Chinese takeaway in Lavia. For that much, our Chinese mm. takeaway shit, and we don't even have any fish and chips, anyways. Yeah, we we have shashlik and proper kefir though. 
That sounds good. <laughs> Dude, I mean, you live in Berlin now. Come and visit me in Vegas like an hour, hour flight away. Round trip from Berlin to Vegas like, what, 60 euros? 60 yeah, euros. That sounds about right. Yeah, there we go. I'll go to Vegas. Everyone flies right there anyways. Mm. You got that Irish with you? <laughs> but no, that shall be saved for the special promotional episode when you guys on Previously in Europe talk about... Eventually Irish talk about airlines. I am so for it because airlines is awesome. Do you think Europe Island is kind of fair? I mean, it's based on population, but I do believe that Europe might need something kind of like the United States Senate. Yeah. sheer population means that, well, for like Latvian politicians go there just to get better salaries or just, you know, as a political exiles. And it's kind of stupid because, you know, we are still a people. Yeah. Even though we're small and insignificant to the rest of the world, that is. But I think that the EU needs something like a Senate, at least. So, EU does have something like a Senate, unfortunately, it, the issue is it's not directly elected. Uh, that would be the main thing, so... You mean European, European Commission? No, I mean the um, Council of Ministers. Oh... Okay. So the Council of Ministers... Do, 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 do. Okay. Dear sirs and ladies, <laughs> explaining Council of Ministers is uh, something that I need uh, more alcohol for. Hey guys, Annette here. Glad to have you with us for another episode of The Eastern Border. As you might know if you follow us on Twitter, Facebook or Discord, our show is growing. If you haven't already, this is the perfect time to join our community, as we will soon be delivering exclusive stories from Ukraine and give you an in-depth analysis of what is going on over there. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by going to our Patreon page on patreon.com slash the eastern border. A big thanks to all of those who are already donating. The show would not be possible without you guys. That's it from me now. See you online. This podcast brought to you by RussianVoiceOvers.eu. Enjoy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Communism. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> Soundcheck. Communism. All right. We explaining the different branches of the EU government. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's, okay. Let us mercifully try. Yeah. So the first one, I think the first one we should do is the one that we're like voting for in the elections. The European Parliament. It's a parliament. It's like the parliament you have in your country or Congress or Sema or Dal or whatever you call it. It's Poland the cause of the CM, isn't it? Same. But it, it's pretty much like any parliament. The only, like, really big thing that I would say is a big difference 
and is a bit of a problem for a lot of people who like really believe in the European project is that MEPs, member of the European Parliament, they don't have the right of initiative, which means they don't have the right to come up with legislation. Well, yeah, but then again, they uh, argue all sorts of nonsensical things and form the regulations with it. Yeah. You have to have a group and then you have to push through commission, I guess. I'm not an expert on the European work because no one really is. Not even people working there, to be honest. Simply, European Parliament works so slowly, it's such a huge bureaucratic machine. Mm. The regulations they come up with, they might seem dumb, but they're actually really smart because they've been thought out from every possible aspect ever. Mm. So that's how I view it. Because the classical example was when Brexit came up with like bananas being the certain like angle, yeah. right? That was because uh, if you produce more radioactive bananas, because Europe is so different that radioactive background, you know, background radiation is so different between countries that if a Latvian moves to Spain, he's 90% more likely to die from skin cancer. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. And that's why those regulations are in place so that you wouldn't like eat too much of the food from one place you weren't supposed to be in, <laughs> stuff like that, so that you don't die. And it's easier to measure the kind of the angle of the banana. I, I don't, I don't, the I don't. The curvature of the banana? Yes, the curvature. Thank there you, good sir. <laughs> I am not a native English speaker, I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, the curvature of the banana is easier measured than the potential radioactive damage that the banana could cause. Mm. Therefore, that happened. Also, that is why Latvian smoked fish are illegal in Spain and Italy. Because <laughs> we use certain chemicals in them which are considered like more harmful to those people. But it all makes sense in the end. The problem is that this, this goes for parties. So it's like parties group around the general groups yeah. with kind of-ish similar ideas in a bizarre way. Most of Latvian parties are either in ALDA or EPP, mm -hmm. and then there are some who are for the socialists. Yeah. Blech is the best <laughs> way to describe this, because this is not your uh, two-party system. Uh, simple two-party system. Too simple. All right, so yeah, you have European groupings, which you're not really meant to call parties, but they effectively work like parties. Yeah, like you have one leader which like, shows how to vote. Some people ignore that, but they do, which is the dumbest part ever, but they do. Yeah, they are way more united when they get into the, like, the vote and the parliament and stuff, but there is like there is discrepancies between members of the same grouping. I think we, we mentioned it earlier, ALDA being a good example of that, but like there are very united groups. Okay, what is ALDA? ALDA is the Alliance of Liberal Democrats of Europe. That means nothing. So, okay, so, yeah, to a certain extent. As, as, as the same point of view, you say like, Liberal Democrat, yeah. Whatever you, whatever you think Liberal Democrat is, Alda will take him as a member. Yeah. No yeah, matter yeah. your political leaning. Well, like the the real scandal was that time that the leader of the Alda was um, Kiefer Hofstadt invited the Five Star Movement from Italy to like oh, God. to like join the group, and that was just like a complete power play to get more members. Um, I want to go, go on a tangent here. Yeah. Guys, guys from America and Canada and Australia, you don't even understand what Italy is going through. Italy, Italy is fucked. <laughs> it's, it's a nightmare coalition going on there. And, and we're, yeah. we're joking here. It's like, imagine if Mussolini's hardcore fascists align forces with hardcore Stalinists. <laughs> That's that. That has happened. Yeah. 
So I, I would say that like Well sort of. So La Lega is again the best way to describe La Lega La Liga Norda. La Lega Nord. The party that was so the the Italian the Nordic League Even it, though I, I know you hate calling it that way, but yeah. La Lega Nord, yeah. The Italian party is so racist it was racist against other Italians. Because they were just like, we have to cut off the South. Yeah, they're not human. They're not human, yeah. <laughs> you had Five Star Movement, which as far as I can tell, is like a tech entrepreneur's scam for like anti-vaxxers. They have Lenin's portraits on their walls. But they are in no way Leninists. And, and like, imagine if the ultimate far left and the ultimate far right just join hands because they would hate the going coalition. And then there's Berlusconi running around somewhere. Yeah, yeah, he's back in politics. He's running for MEP. Uh, oh my god, no! And now no. he can run because he's been like, he's been no. cleared from hospital because he had liver problems. <laughs> because of course he did. I, I, w- I would say like, discovering Lega has portraits of Lenin is like walking into someone's apartment and they have this big giant picture of like, George Michael. And you're like, are you a fan of George Michael? No. <laughs> like okay what okay yeah okay so that's alda this is as clear as we can make it for you guys because yeah, yeah. uh, even for us europeans it's like describing european parliament is a bit of like herding cats yeah it is a bit so let's go with the other big one from latvia which was the epp yeah which i love because it's the european people's party which sounds really communist but it isn't uh they're the center-right party Yep, 90% of Latvia's parties are in DPP. In Latvia, it works a bit different because our social democratic movement is ruined because if you present social democratic ideas, then uh, people think you're pro-Putin. So everyone's an EPP. I think that's the entirety of Eastern Europe seems to be that the, all their like, center-left social democratic parties are on the back foot because of that. Yeah, exactly. I think the only two ones are like... Smear. But like, when we're talking about center-right, we're meaning about we kind of are... Or free market, but we want social welfare too, and we want good fiscal policy. They're the boring guys. I would say, like, throughout the continent, there's definitely, like, EPP parties that do not like the welfare state at all and want to see it gone. Yeah, because it's EPP and it's your parliament. Yeah, and... Sometimes it's like, I'm for a free market, but also here are my mates and I want to give them a bunch of favors. <laughs> so, uh, that just happens in politics, I guess. One of the big famous EPP, CDU, which is the like ruling party of Germany, the Christian Democratic Union, there. They are not Christian or democratic. They used to be. <laughs> a long time ago. We are in Berlin. Hey. And the CDU is just like the, the Holy Roman Empire. <laughs> yeah. Neither Christian nor democratic is like, we're in Berlin now. And, and like the, we see all the ads here and I see the adverts for the Lean Camp. Mm. They're like... People who want to stop arms trade with anyone because they they see it as evil. That's their, like, moderate left party. Mm-hmm. Then there are, like, the radical left party, which... The communist party, yeah. which wants to get out of EU and NATO because they view those as evil. Yeah. And then there are their extra, extra left party, which... Uh, celebrates this as the 100th anniversary of the communist revolution of Lenin on their posters, even though that was two years ago. Yeah. At the same time, if you go out skirts from the very center, from the hipster center, here in Berlin, you can see the poster stating that Europa is turning to Arabia and that yeah. immigration is murder. Yeah. 
literally immigration's murder is a poster have you seen the have you seen the np day posters the like the neo-nazi party yeah yeah, yeah. i can read german i can't really speak german though yeah I, I was like immigration kills stuff like that yeah. that, was, that was the thing so there's um if you look at all the posters what the fuck did the greens even stand for the greens are kind of riding away at the moment in germany no, let's not interrogate that too much. But um, the NPD are doing some like things where, so if anyone doesn't know, in Germany, there's like this parking lot where you can go to and the only thing, it's like a regular parking lot, but it is where Hitler killed himself. Like it's the parking lot above the bunker he killed himself in. They didn't put a memorial there because they were like, if we put a memorial here, a bunch of weirdos are going to come out and, you know, swear allegiance to the memorial, whatever the fuck. Within that parking lot at the moment, there are some, like, MP Day posters. Because they're just like, we know why you're here. Hey, vote for us. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the kind of situation they're in at the moment. But, yeah, all for the European elections in Germany, all the weird parties come out that, like, don't get any seats. Oh, my God. Yes, it's very crazy. But then again, if you think about it, if you're being in Germany, for a country that's lost two world wars... They're doing pretty great. Oh, yeah. However, <laughs> if you go out on the street and tell Germans that they're doing pretty great, you'd be called as racist. Like, this is the thing. There's always problems in a country. There's always going to be, like, a concern. It's like you can have the best healthcare in the system in the world. Like, France usually gets ranked, like, one of the best healthcare systems in the world. And they're always like, it could be better. It's like no one wants to die. No one wants to get sick. Whenever you're dying or sick, you always feel vulnerable. Well, at least I know. I feel like Berlin is super hipster. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, gemüse kebab all the time. Like you get advertisements for like uh, veggie kebabs. Yeah. Jesus fucking! <laughs> I came here for bratwurst, not for gemüse kebab. You're in the wrong city. <laughs> that's every other German city. I I have to go to Munich. So that's the EPP. <laughs> EPP is the centre-right, yeah. which is uh, basically, um, I call them the sane party, and everyone who doesn't vote for them would call me racist. Kind of like that. Right. Sort of-ish. And I think the only other, like, the real major one would be the SMD, Socialist and Democratic. Yeah, Harmony Party is part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they're called the Socialists, but that's kind of like an inspiration by... Is it really common in Southern Europe to call your party Socialist when they aren't? So, like, Francois Hollande's party in France was the Socialists, even though he was, like, cracked down on a lot of labor unions and reduced a lot of people's pay. Yeah, that was funny. It's like, you know, we are Socialists, but labor unions must go. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. That's pretty common. But, like, the S&D are in, I think, every European country, you would have, like, an S&D vote if you wanted one. Same with the EPP. Probably the same with ALDA. I don't think there's a single country where you can't vote for Alda. See, the thing is, in Europe, in Europe, we, uh, even though we might vote differently, we're not going to get into fights about it. Because it's like, well, we voted for someone, and then we sit down on the couch and drink beer. Cheap beer. <laughs> really, really cheap beer, yeah, guys. It's pretty good beer, yeah. You can, get beer, uh, you can get beer for 70 cent here. It's great. Yeah, it's awesome. I, mean, I don't know why, because like, I've been to the States and Canada. It's like, you know, 20 bucks, pack of cigs, 20 bucks, like six beers, but they're like zero three. And then it gets to like seven fucking grams of weed. Man. Which is bizarre. Over here in Europe, it's like, fuck it. Drink your beer. On the street. In the park. Yeah. We like our booze. Sorry, comrades. Sorry. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, we're all alcos. <laughs> then again, you know, I'm laughing. You're Irish. And like, I, I bet we're going to have like a three jillion jokes sent to me about how we're 
How like, guys, the two alcoholics of Europe met in one room and then we explode. Even though this man only drank one beer. I only had one beer. Yep. yep and then yep. I had some Pringles as soakage. That's what we call soakage. Just sober you up. Oh, God. There's lots of carbs. <laughs> no, 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 I'm the alcoholic here. <laughs> I have my reasons, though. I have my reasons. No, but, it's uh, fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, Socialists and Democrats. Center left party. Bernie Sanders would be a member of EPP. I would say no, because like a lot of the SND in Europe has gone to like are not as left wing as they would like to think they are. That's like the main reason why no one votes for SPD anymore in this country. Everyone who's right wing in this country is just going to vote for CDU, and everyone who's left wing feels betrayed. So, <laughs> like you said in one of the episodes, by the way, which I listened to when I was in Boston last year, it's like CDU's main enemy is death. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they just keep dying. <laughs> they like, just die, but like, it's like a, I feel it's like a pendulum, you know, it, it goes like, you know, swinging around, because then one side fucks up too much, and the other side that's voted in fucks up just as much, and, you know. One thing though is like, no one, and I, I really say, no one gives a shit about the result of the Europarliament election. No, no, absolutely not. Um, turnout has been consistently going down. For the European elections, and in some countries it's really low. Do you know what the turnout in Slovakia was last European elections? Let me guess, 10%? Not very close, 13.5. Oh. 13, sorry, 13.05. In Latvia, last time it happened, yeah. uh, we, we calculated, because like, to get into Euro Parliament from Latvia, you had to have 13,000 votes. Yeah. It's like nothing. It, it, honestly, if I could just... Get my European listeners to come to Latvia in the month of Euro Parliament elections and vote here for me. I could be an MVP. <laughs> I could be an MVP. Yes, yes. You guys, next time, next time Euro Parliament elections happens, and yeah. if you if you're a EU citizen, I'll just get myself this representation. In Latvia, the threshold is so small mm. that I was like, she spent like seven point three euros per ad per vote, and it was like. That's depressing. It was so <laughs> tiny because no one gives a shit. Basically, you only hear in like the United States where like politicians buy elections and they spend billions upon billions to do that. Yeah, like seven euro per vote. Seven euro per vote, and you can get into your parliament because like uh, you need like just really not that much. I mean, seriously, dude, Kieran, this time we're not ready, but next time we'll just make you know a single party, maybe <laughs> Ireland more populated or something. Only mm, slightly. Oh no, way, you know. In Latvia, because less less votes per person are needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's make a party in Latvia for your parliament elections, and then just you know tell our European listeners to come to Latvia and vote for us. Yeah. And if actually you do, and that costs like what forty euros, sixty euros from Berlin round trip. Yeah. I give you a tour. You have a place to stay. You have fun times. So for sixty euros, you can elect us to your parliament next time. I really want to run as MEP in Latvia and be like, do you speak Latvian? No! <laughs> That's the thing! You don't even need to! Yeah, yeah, yeah. In your parliament! Because, like, Tatiana Zdanok, our super pro-Russian candidate, she's banned from running from Latvian elections because she was literally... She participated into a coup attempt in the 1991, you know? She, nice. she wanted to return to the power. Yeah. She can't run her elections. She can run in your parliament! And people have voted her in for like three trims already. Yeah. <laughs> so for fuck's sake, guys, honestly, not this time, but next time. Sure, Kieran. Let's make our cheese and sausage party. Yeah, 2024. 2024 cheese and sausage party. If you're an EU citizen, come to Latvia. Vote for Kieran and Kristaps.
<laughs> Joint tickets. Joint tickets. Like, <laughs> we we need to get like a bunch of votes, but I think we can do it if you come over. Because we're, like, we're we're both vice MEP. If you need only like seventeen thousand votes to get into parliament, I guess we can get like thirty four thousand votes. Yeah. I bet we can manage this. This is why Euro Parliament is so bizarre. Because like there, you're cool, but we don't want you running our country. People. Yeah, pretty through. much. Yeah. yeah. And that is why nothing happens at all. It's very expensive to pay you a, a, a European Union Parliament wage, but if you didn't have a job, the damage you might cause might be more expensive than the wage. So this is this is I think this is a better system. For the cheese and sausage party, comrade. Shaking hands. Shaking hands. <laughs> If you want more cheese and sausage, then come on and um, have fun. My four-hour style is coming out sometime. Sometime, because it's really hard to do. But yeah, I guess that's wrap it up. If you have something to say to your, um, you filthy traitor, you've moved to uh, Berlin, but uh, um, for one, if you want to say something to the Anglosphere, please do. All right. Hello, you filthy Brits and Yanks. It's me, it's Kieran. I have a podcast called Previously in Europe. Uh, it's on all the good podcast apps. You should download it and listen to it. It's really good, or at least I think so. I also have another podcast called The Corner Spatey. That last word is very German, so it's spelled S-P-A-Umlaut-T-I. And that's it. You can find those two podcasts. They're really good, I promise. If not, your money back. They're free. <laughs> He's kind of like a communist, but not. Okay. See the next episode. This is silly and dumb, but hey, you know, after going through a lot of shit, sometimes things happen. Slangafol. Ah. Thank you for listening to the Eastern Border. If you have any comments or specific details you'd like to know, you're welcome to leave it in the comment section on our site, theeasternborder.lv, and we'll rummage even to the Western Border to find you an answer. Like this podcast? Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or on our RSS feed. Happiness is mandatory. Good reviews and donations feed the farmers of our kolkhoz in the great motherland. The Eastern Border salutes you. This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org for more shows like this one. The Dark Myths Void. 